0: Yeah. We just start sending them pictures from Vegas. It's like, I got pulled on stage at Magic Mike. (laughs) Send send them a picture from Magic Mike with no context. Yeah. just That's an open.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica. Erica, we are five days out from Vegas. Five days, baby. And we are going...
0: To see Magic Mike, we're going to Magic Mike. I'm so excited. I have wanted to see Magic Mike since I saw it came out in Vegas. Same. I. Uh, it actually was a. Okay, it, we're both sports people. Did you have any like rituals you would do before every game, like almost like superstitious? Okay, well, hilarious. Of uh, my sister, their high school team, one of the traditions that ended up happening was watching Magic Mike. <laughs> What the day before game day? I swear to God, because it was like they were on a winning streak. They did it. They had a pasta dinner and watched Magic Mike, and then they were on a winning streak. They're like, "Well, we we have to do it before every game," wow. and it was like big time playoff
1: season. So, anyway, it worked. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, we're basically going to go straight from the airport to Magic Mike, as it turns out. Yeah,
0: listen, we have to we have to make it to a show. So if that's the one we could make. That's what we're doing.
1: I'm I'm excited excited. I did I did a lot of research on like um there are these websites like view from my seat and things I forget what all of them are called their websites were yeah basically like people like post like pictures from the seats that they had they give reviews about like the different seats so I did like all sorts of research to be like where should we be sitting for maximum viewing pleasure
0: and we got it baby
1: we got it. I'm excited. Apparently, they like come out into the audience a lot, and they have they like go to the section that we're in often.
0: Oh, okay, let me ask you this: How do you feel yeah. about being pulled onto stage? I would be so awkward, but I would do it. <laughs> it's a it's a pressure thing where you're like, I can't not do it.
1: No, you can't say no.
0: Right? You're like, it's a yeah, it's a weird. You're like, I was chosen. I don't want to ruin the vibe.
1: I'm the chosen one. <laughs>
0: What, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like they mostly pick, you know, the bachelorette party people. Yeah. So, yeah, but you never know.
1: We we shall see. So it I'm might excited. Be, it I might be, be th- your lucky girl highlight of the day, Allie. Oh, maybe. I actually it forgot to do that yesterday. Um, we shall see. So, yeah, the next time we uh, chat with the people, we will be, or will we be in Vegas? Are we going to record in Vegas, the main pod? No, we do it right before we fly. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. Alright, well, we'll be about to go to Vegas the next time we the next time you hear from us. The Patreon um, will be talking about it. Yeah, the Patreon we're gonna record live together in Vegas, so that'll be fun. So hear hear all about it. Hear all about it. Yeah, because it'll be the next day. It'll be after we see Magic Mike. Very excited. Mm-hmm. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months and i have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home but without the alcohol
0: yeah and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor totally and they're they're delicious they're made with real fruit sweetened with agave and again 0% alcohol so just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little little play on our favorites here they got a bunch of great flavors
1: my personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito i actually like to garnish it like it's a Actual cocktail, like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger
0: lime mule. I'm a ginger gal, and what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little, little sweet treat.
1: They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash fmh. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um, so
0: you had a second date this week. I did. I had a second date with King of Queens. Long awaited. Long awaited. Um, again, great planning. We meet up. I actually ended up meeting some of his friends, which I'll be honest. I don't hate. Me either. I like that. I think a lot of people, uh, get a little afraid of their like, oh, it seems too early, but, but I'm very, you know, birds of a feather flock together. I want to see... Who your crew is. What what are the guys you hang out with like? Uh, totally. And people were very friendly. Very nice. We had dinner. Um, and then after dinner. We were waiting. He was going to go back to the bar we were at. That was not too far from where I'm currently staying. Because mm-hmm. he had another friend in town that couldn't make it earlier. Then came later. And so he was like, oh, I'll just get a car. And like, it's on the way. I'll drop you off.
1: And I sure. was like, oh, are you oh, sure? Like, that's fine. You were going home at that point.
0: Yeah, like dinner was over. Got it. And uh, we had a nice time. The thing is, during dinner, conversation and like that part just, it, just, it didn't feel like it was clicking like it did on the first date.
1: <sighs> and that, That's the thing is that like, I, I don't know that I've really experienced that where like conversation is what goes away.
0: Yeah. And it's not that it was bad or like, I'm like struggling to even describe it. It just, it kind of felt like we were having the same kind of conversations as the first date. And then, you know, he like asked me like, how's dating been in New York? And I really don't like navigating that question because I hate it. Yeah. All I think is just like, what if I just was like, it's awesome. I go on dates all the time.
1: I'm out on dates every night. It yeah. is wonderful.
0: Right. Yeah. If I'm like, oh, it's great. I never pay. You know, I just get all these <laughs> dinners. It's just so wonderful, you know, which is not at all what the experience has been for me. But um, no,
1: but on the flip side, though, you don't want to start like just having a bitch fest with this person. And now the energy of the date is like, fuck everything.
0: Yeah. And it was such a weird like I was sitting there and and I just basically said like, the frustrating thing of dating for me is going on dates and just not really feeling a connection with people. Like Mm -hmm. I would like to feel that. So for me, that's where it's frustrating and I haven't had crazy absurd stories, but like it was so weird to be saying that. And then in my head, I'm like, are you going on another date with this man? Are you feeling a connection with this person? And I wasn't, And then I was like, well, this is this just feels like a terrible convo to have all around. Right.
1: Because now you're like, yeah, like the hardest thing about dating is, you know, when I go out on a date, and I don't feel a connection with someone like now, for example.
0: Yeah. Like I was like, oh, boy, (laughs) are you going to you're going to hit him? Are are you going to hit him with the script of I didn't really feel a connection after you live (laughs) were on the date? Like saying like, "Ah, I hate having to send that script, you know, and then like I got to send that script. Speaking of which. Yeah. And just. Yeah. There just wasn't a huge clicking thing. And I don't know if you ever do this, but sometimes on a date when I don't feel it's connecting, I'll actually bring up more serious topics to be like, do we also not align on some big things? Like, do you want to get married? Do you want to live in the city, outside the city? Do you want kids? Because on our first date, he alluded to like, "Uh, if kids, he was very like, if. And then if he kind of was like, and then only one. And I'm someone that's like, if I have kids, I want to. Hmm. So it was like a weird thing that I kind of like brought that up again to kind of be like, okay, I'm not feeling the connection on this level. And and I sometimes feel like maybe I'm doing that because it like makes me feel less bad if I don't want another date that it's like, okay. You know, chemistry, all this stuff. I found a tangible thing. Yeah, it's a tangible thing that, like, if I was using a matchmaker like you have, they wouldn't have even set me up with this person if it was, like, no on kids and I'm yes on kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: I had a guy friend I told about this. He was like, that's so in the future. Like, why would you bring that up so early?
1: Because what if we're in the future and then we realize we don't align on something huge? That's exactly what I said. I was like, I have a friend that just dated someone a year and a half
0: and they ended up breaking up because of kids. I'm like, how did that not come up? Mm-hmm. Even at three months, that would be like crushing to be like, "Wow, I really like this person," and neither of us thought to bring up some like real shit. Like, right? It, it just felt like such a difference, a little bit between men and women, or like almost the mentality of like, "Oh, but people change their minds," and da da. And I am like, not nah, on everything.
1: it feels like a real thing. Um, yeah. Also, I think like you can have that conversation and and discover if it's something that somebody has a hard stance on, or if they're like open on a topic.
0: Yeah, like, it's not like I bring it up in a crazy, serious way or whatever, you know. It's like, oh, would you
1: like kids in the future
0: or whatever? I don't know. Maybe that is scary to some people. But anyway. I mean, But
1: if it's it's scary to somebody, especially because, like, I know that as, you know, as if you are somebody who is looking to have kids and you're in your 30s as a woman, mm -hmm. that is not a 10 years away conversation. That's not like a, hey, we're going to kick this can down the road.
0: No, and I've already looked into freezing my eggs. Like, I know you already went through it. And it's something I've looked into because of so many people saying, hey, it's something you really should do to keep your options open and to be on the safe side.
1: So it's like, like, yeah. In that way, then I would say, like, if if that does scare somebody off as, like, too much too soon, then they're probably not on the same timeline as you.
0: Right, or not looking to seriously date.
1: Yeah, well, exactly, yeah.
0: So anyway, so we have this combo – yeah, just the convo in general was just it wasn't there. Like the first date <sighs> I kind of was feeling this like oh everything else feels here but my attraction isn't at the point that I would want to like kiss this person level of attraction. Mm-hmm. So second date I'm like okay let me see if that part can grow and then I ended up just getting like taking like a hard left where I was like oh the just us having a conversation isn't like happening. Interesting. Right. So I I know it is. And so then, you know, we're waiting for this car. And then while we're waiting for the car, he asked me, he was like, so will I be taking you out again?
1: How do you and feel about that phrasing? Well, we we talked about this on the Patreon, but like, I, I actually didn't ask you that question.
0: I remember the first day he basically asked me that and I thought I liked it. I was like, oh, I like that. Mm. I don't know. It didn't seem like pressure. He was kind of like, so we doing another one? And but I'm like, maybe I liked it because the answer was yes. Yeah. Where when the answer is no, you're like, I don't want any form of this question. I don't care how you phrase it. I feel very on yeah. the spot.
1: Um, I feel like that's often true of like, even like a pickup line in a bar. You're like, oh, if I'm into you, I like that pickup line. But if I'm not, get the fuck away.
0: Yeah. I'll laugh. I'll think it's funny. And if I don't like it, I'll think you're a creep or some, something. Yeah, the Classic yeah. tale. Uh, I panicked a little of like. You never want to just say, no. Like, imagine Imagine someone's like, so am I taking you out again? You just go, nah. No. No, no, thank you. Like, and then I just stand there in silence, right? And I also, and then this this is the conundrum, too, of, like, alluding to, you know, saying a line that's like, oh, yeah, I just have to, like, see when I'm free and something to stall it so that you say no later. In that moment, all I could think was, if you imply yes... This man is probably going to make some move to, like, kiss you goodnight. Oh, yeah. And then you can't be, like, surprised when that happens. <laughs> and then, like, are you going to reject him then? Or would you rather verbally kind of do a rejection right now? And so all I felt was, like, if I say yes, he might try to kiss me while we're waiting for this car. Oh, and I don't want that. Right? And I just was like, oh, okay. Uh, So I panicked and I just said, um, I don't know yet and like his face and his reaction I assumed he took it as a no right because he was like it's all good he's like i get it he's like i just he's like i just didn't want to keep bothering you and i said you by the way i was like you were not bothering me whenever yeah. you were texting me i was like i appreciate that you were planning and like you know flexible cuz my schedule's been crazy lately uh you know and so I just thought it was implied of a no, because I said, you know, I did have a really nice time. Like, thank you again for taking me out. And then we sat there in some awkward silence, and I watched him watch the phone waiting for the car. And then Ugh. and then, uh, being a comedian, I couldn't help myself. And I just was like, so should I just, like, get my own car now? <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, laughed, and he was like, no, really, it's fine. You're on the way. I'm like, okay, great. Uh So we ended up getting in the car and then, and then he was talking and we chatted a little bit and I don't even remember what we talked about, but I remember just being relieved that I was like, Oh, thank God. There's at least some conversation happening. And then he actually ended up getting out where near where I live. So I guess he put the destination as Uh, like where I'm living. And that even made me be like, Oh, he was probably going to try to like at least kiss you or something. Like if he was trying to fully get out of the car and walk you to the door and all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, I give him a hug goodbye and thanked him again. And just like, I did just feel like so bad. I've been there, man. Cause you're sitting there being like, it's not that you're not a good person. Like I just, we're, we're just not clicking and I'm just not feeling this. And also like, you know, you feel like you get a glimpse of their face. They seem a little disappointed. You're like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You know, like, and I know many yeah. many a dating coaches would be like, you should have went on a third. I'm like, I just, I just, it wasn't there. I don't, I don't
1: know. I don't think so. I I would have said that if you had the same feeling as you did on the first date, where conversation was flowing and you were really enjoying the time you were spending with him, but you just weren't quite sure if the attraction was there yet. Like then, right. I feel like that maybe can build. But I, I don't. It sounds like you just like weren't compatible in conversation.
0: Yeah, it just wasn't. It just wasn't clicking. I don't don't know a better time.
1: You were like trying to leave.
0: Yeah. But it's just, you know, it just like reiterated, I guess, the thing that I get frustrated in dating about. It's just like not feeling this connection and, you know, the classic just whoever you're into isn't into you. And then whoever's into you, you're not into them. And you're just like, God damn it. Can it just work? Can it just work like one time? I know. So, you know, I. Whatever I go home, my roommate's home. She's like, how's the date? And I literally like laid on the floor and was just like, I just feel terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like, I was like, I just feel bad. And then funny, she made a point to me of she was like, yeah, she goes, you know, it's interesting that like dating is difficult. And she's like, but she's like, it's not like you don't have options in the world. She's like, I feel like a lot of times it's more you. Not wanting another date with these people and i was like yeah but that's the part i get frustrated with is i'm like why isn't there someone showing up that i like and then i get some excitement for you know that's
1: the part Yeah, you don't want to date just
0: anyone no yeah so anyway the next morning i woke up to like a text that he like apologized for putting me on the spot he was like i feel like i put you on the spot i still would like to go out again if you would like to go out again like let me know and then something else that was very nice and and I then had to hit him with the, I didn't feel a connection script, like, and thanked yeah. him again, and da-da-da, but, yeah, and then part of me was like, oh, I had to wake up to this, I felt bad, going to bed, <laughs> I'm waking up, feeling bad, and, you know, not saying he's a bad person or shouldn't have done that, it just was like, oh, no, but, uh, I get it though. yeah, but it just, it kind of just reiterated the saying of, like, if he likes you, you'll know. He'll be, yeah, he'll be you. making the moves to see you. He'll be reaching out even when you go no to the next date. <laughs> They'll be like, "You sure? Did I hear that correctly? You sure about that? You sure?" <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So, I just, um, I'm i I'm a little bummed.
1: Great guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, anyway, what's what about you? You had a first date. I did have a first date. So last week we met the roommate, and uh, so. You know, obviously had that whole situation. And then we had a date this past Friday night. Okay. And he picked the spot. It was a, like, place in between where he was coming from work. I was coming from home. So he, like, picked a place in between those two places, Um, which I really appreciated. So I could walk there. And then we we ended up getting food beforehand. So I, I like, told him I was hungry, like, on the way there. I was like, hey, like, can we get some food actually? Like, I'm kind of hungry. And so he picked like a little Vietnamese spot where we got like a fast casual bite before we went to the bar. Love those spots. Oh, same. And we had previously talked about how we both really like Vietnamese food. And it's my like number one favorite food of any place I've ever traveled to is Vietnam. And we talked about that. Um, Yeah, I used to go to Asia for work a lot. Oh, but a Um, listener.
0: He's a listener. Real one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. um, so we got Vietnamese food, and it was interesting. So the dynamic was obviously very different from when I met him. Because when I met him, we were in this like high energy. You know, everyone's drinking. Like by the time we even met, it was like I don't know five hours into the event, mm-hmm. dancing. You know, all this music, crazy. Like it was a a very high energy situation. And this was the exact opposite. And we were both coming from work. Mm-hmm. And so the it was an interesting beginning where we talk, we were talking about, I forget what we were talking about now, but somehow we started talking about personality types. And so he was telling me about he about how he's an introvert and he's in a client-facing role at work. And so he was like, Yeah, it's like kind of draining because I have to be on all day Mm -hmm. in front of these clients at work. And, you know, when I get off work, I just like kind of need to decompress. And, you know, often I kind of need some downtime or alone time. And and then he very quickly was like, oh, but I don't mean like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't take it that way. Like, not at all. And he was like, all right. He's like, I'm not always the best with words. Like, it's totally fine. Like, I did not take it that way until you said that actually. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Like, that's not what I was thinking.
0: Dude, there's nothing like going on a date after you've had a long week from work. Yeah. it's It could be a lot. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to readjust to date mode and mm-hmm. I'm still a little drained and let me get this food in me and then I'll be good.
1: Basically. Yeah. So it was a little bit, what was interesting is that I think that he was trying to overcompensate for the fact that he's A- an introvert self-described and mm-hmm. b was like feeling a bit drained from the day so he ended up talking way more than i did mm.
0: do you find that's rare on dates very yeah
1: I'm, i mean i'm just i'm a talkative, a talkative excitable person mm-hmm.
0: and also i weirdly feel like men are sometimes trained to just keep asking you questions Mm. Like, I can't tell you how many days I've been on where I was like, look, I know someone must have told you, get the girl to talk and keep asking me questions. But, like, even when I ping it back to you, you're just immediately throwing it back to me. And it's like, appreciate it. Like, you're keeping the convo going, but but I would like you to speak more. Right, but we could, you know? we could both talk. That's okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so it, like, got to the point where I was actually kind of hanging back a little bit. Mm-hmm. To be, because I was finding myself. He was what he was saying was interesting. So, like for a lot of it, I was like, "Oh, tell me more about that," and that's interesting. Blah blah blah. But I did start to notice that he didn't ping it back. Hmm. And what I think one of the things that this brought up that you and I talked about before is that I'm definitely giving him more benefit of the doubt in a good way because I met him through a friend. Right. If it was a random man online, you'd be like, okay, you don't want to get to know me at all? Exactly. Whereas, like, I'm in this headspace of, like, oh, no, I know you're a good dude. Like, maybe you're a little bit nervous. Maybe you're, you know, trying to, like I said, overcompensate for that or decompressing from work. And Mm -hmm. it did shift over the course of the evening, like, after we went back to the bar and, like, we were having drinks there and, you know – Especially because we were like sitting next to each other at the bar. So we were able to be like a little bit more in each other's space. And yeah, like it it just it felt by the end of the night, very comfortable. That's great. Yeah, but still not like I'm still like, I feel like he needs to learn more about me.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I was going to say also, you know, he knows, right? He knows that you do like this podcast and social media stuff. So he also might almost be like. Oh, she like has to do that and talk so much, and or almost feel a thing that's like, oh wow, this girl really can talk. So I got to make sure like I can keep up, you know. Maybe I mean you that's never be the overcompensating thing, right? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and he did ask me a couple questions about this. He's like very interested and supportive, and um, that's great. Yeah, like when he was asking, he asked like what I had gotten up to that day, and one of the things I did was film a sponsored video for Finding Mr. Height, and I was telling him about how it's one of the first. Brand that has rebooked a sponsored video with me, which is like really cool because obviously that means that they liked working with me the first time and they saw value in it. And so they're rebooking. And he's like, Oh, that's awesome. And he was like relating it to stuff he does at work, which is Mm -hmm. not the same, but kind of similar. Yeah. So I do think he's interested in what I have to say, but I just think our dynamic needs to settle a little.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's only, it weirdly feels like a second date because you hung out. The first time, but it's like it was the first like official date, and you know, and people get nervous. Like you just you never know. Yeah, nervous. It's a long week, for sure.
1: So the night ended, and we had talked earlier on the date about going out again. Okay, and I think I said something. I was like, "This is really fun," and he was like, "Yeah." Like when I like when you get back from Vegas, so he's going to L.A. I think he might have left today. And then by the time he gets back, we'll be in Vegas. Oh, okay. So you're just going to miss him by a few days. Yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah. Like when you get back from Vegas, like we'll have to go out again, something, something. So got that reassurance. But then, so everything's great. Say goodbye. That was Saturday night. On Monday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to like practice what I preach. I'm going to text this man. Oh, okay. And like establish the kind of, con- like the kind of communication that I want.
0: Yeah, you're like I. I would like to chat and hear from you while, while we're on this. You know, missing whatever it's called, missing the boat, not in the same place, whatever.
1: Exactly, ships passing in the night. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I'm like boats, uh, we're same missing the boat. like, What the fuck is the We're sign? passengers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Get some boat boats. Hurry.
0: Some saying what boats. I don't know. I've been I've been looking at TikToks for this episode. My my sayings <laughs> are all fucked up. <laughs> yes so um
1: due to the boats I wanted to I wanted to text him and so I so he had had a thing I'm sorry I said it was Saturday night but it wasn't it was Friday night and he had a, a big work event on Saturday night with this client that they're trying to court mm-hmm. and so I texted him on Monday and I was like hey how did Saturday night go and he wrote back the man did tell me he's not good with words. He wrote back and said, and I'm going to say the punctuation out loud because I think it's relevant. He said, hey, period. It went well, period. Crazy week now until I leave for LA, period. All right. To the the point.
0: Yeah, very, (laughs) very bulleted. Very. He was like, let me answer each part of her thing. It was like, intro, body, conclusion. (laughs) Conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a paper outline. Oh, shit
1: okay and that was it that's it so that's all you've talked that's it
0: so i mean that was yesterday
1: but like oh i wrote him back kind of like an inside joke thing we had had a um we were talking on our date about emojis that we use in weird ways Mm. work and i have had had this conversation on the pod previously about there's like a bunch of emojis that i use in really weird ways with my friends that are like inside jokes and he has a few of those too Oh, all right. And so that was one of the things we talked about on our date. I sent him one of his inside joke emojis that made sense in the context. And did he send anything back
0: or is that it? No. No, he did not. Uh, that's a little annoying. Yep. Yep, it You're is. Like, okay, well, guess we'll debrief later. I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah I well, we'll circle
1: back on this one. Yeah. So, you know, I did my thing. Now we're going to be on our boats for a while. Yeah. And then... And you know, we'll see what happens when we get back.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, do you think you'll reach out again or do you think you'll just leave it like, uh, next date?
1: Probably the latter. Yeah. I don't know. Unless there's you. something that like comes up that re- like I don't know, if there's something that happens that I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a thing we talked about and it makes sense."
0: yeah we just start sending them pictures from vegas it's like i got pulled on stage at magic mike <laughs> send, send him a picture from magic mike with no context yeah just that's an open that's that's a changing the medium i've gotten that advice before just change the medium if you've been texting send a photo it's like well here's a here's a sext from
1: a here's member the of the dance.
0: cast <laughs> yeah um
1: oh, so dude. yeah so that we'll see with that and then two other like minor updates mm. One is that I have a new match that I don't know anything about yet, but I do have a new match from your matchmaker. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Wait. Pause. Uh-huh. Wasn't there another match that you did get a bio yeah. for? Indeed. And there basically, was. did you just did this guy just never make the plan? Never heard from him. Oh, jeez, really? Yeah. And she never heard
1: about the one before that. He never recontacted no. her. Neither and of them. He... Neither of them. She's reached out to both, and neither of them have replied. Seriously? Yeah jesus she it's like, told me oh go ahead i was
0: just gonna say it's just annoying because it's like hey even if you don't want to date
1: with like this is a matchmaker
0: fucking say something they could introduce you to somebody else
1: like yeah oh sorry she told me that she has been experiencing and has and other matchmakers have also said that they have been experiencing a much higher rate of like flakiness and disinterest hmm recently and which like totally jives with what i think we've been experiencing on the apps
0: yeah completely i i almost caved and like repurchased an unlimited of dating apps and i just was like why though like i'm already not checking the thing and i'm not into it and am i gonna force myself to be into it for a week like no i just can't
1: i know so but honestly like in some way i mean it obviously is annoying that neither of those guys followed up Mm. Although I am happy that I discovered their flakiness before they counted as a match.
0: True. Yeah. Mm. Or you went on one date and they were like, yeah, actually, I'm not like really looking to like,
1: Right. Or like they just said seriously. That, they that they weren't into me even if like – you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So I am happy about that. But it also did make me feel a little bit better to hear her say that she's seeing that same like macro level issue. Mm-hmm. Totally. With like all the people she's reaching out to. She's like, yeah, I've like gotten – because a- as a matchmaker, she sends, like, cold emails, essentially, to people, being like, yeah. hey, I want to set you up with my client. And she said that the reply rate to those emails she's been sending is much lower than it usually is.
0: Well, also, we're right at that two-week-before-Valentine's mark. Or when this comes out, True. it's going to be one week before Valentine's. And that is always when every man is like, oh, no, the worst time to start a date with somebody. It's like, chill out, man. Like, What, no do, one you, cares. what do you think we're going to do? Relax.
1: Yeah. So... Anywho, so one. that was my one, my one minor update. But I, yeah, so I do have a new match. She has not sent me his buyer or anything yet, but she told me it's coming. Okay. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is there is a guy on Hinge who OG followers of Finding Mister High, which is like mostly like my friends and and friends of friends, will recall his nickname as the Viking. Oh. It is a guy that I matched with. In the first iteration of Finding Mr. Height in early 2020, before the Oyster. Okay. And we had a date scheduled, and then he bailed on it. Oh. And we'd been, like, talking, like, a decent amount. And he bailed on it because of work, but then he never rescheduled. And then I started dating the Oyster, and I kind of forgot about him. I matched with him again on Hinge, which is the same place that we matched the previous time, although my my, um, profile is new. And I I immediately recognized him. A couple of the pictures are, like, kind of distinctive. And they're the same.
0: Don't you love that? man? just using the same pictures for years.
1: It actually made me think, I'm like, are any of mine the same? And none of them are, actually. But, uh, like, they could be. Yeah. Because, like, I kind of look the same. So, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But I was like, I'm going I'm to hang back. I'm going to see if this guy remembers that okay. we, like, had a date scheduled. And... We started talking. I'm like, I don't think he does. And so then he like, asked if he could take me out to drinks. I said yes. He was like, okay. He was like, what day this week works for you? I said Wednesday. And he asked if we could play it by ear because of his work schedule. Oh. Uh... I was like, mm, no, no, we cannot. I would have just been like, oh, you mean like last time? I would have been like,
0: this is the reveal. This is the
1: reveal. I didn't. I just said no. I mean, I didn't just say no. I was like, oh, I'd rather like I was like, let's pick a date when you like can definitely go. Okay. Um, and so supposedly we are gonna go out when we get back from Vegas. Did you give him your number? No.
0: Oh, I thought this story was gonna be like, I give him my number, and all of a sudden he was like, Oh, I have gotten your number before when he went to text you. Because I'm like, I feel like that's going to happen.
1: So I don't have his number saved. I looked for his name. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we didn't text because th- there's a chance I just didn't save it. But I searched for his name and nothing came up. So there's a chance that we only ever communicated in the app. I don't actually remember. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of never that, save that the numbers.
1: Do you save the numbers? I
0: do, yeah. How quickly? Immediately. Really?
1: Yeah, because I want to know who it is.
0: Funny. I feel like maybe I don't save them because it makes me like not overly like reach out or something.
1: So here's what happened to me once when I used to not save numbers. I have a head for numbers and I accidentally memorized someone's number. And so then it wasn't helpful when I deleted it.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah, I've never done that though.
1: It wasn't on purpose.
0: I thought you were going to say you like went on a date thinking it was going to be someone else, and you were like, wrong oh. number.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, that's another reason to save numbers. <laughs>
0: You're like, this was not the 607 man. This was
1: somebody else. Yeah, so anyway, so I I very clearly do not have high hopes for that date actually happening. Yeah. I mean, um, but, you know, I'm I'm trying to lean into a little more vacation energy, like a little more fuck around and find out. Yeah,
0: I don't hate it. So you're like, all right, let's see. Let's see. And uh, I was going to say, I think the public pod,
1: we haven't updated of JFK Kirk. So there update is so that there is no update on JFK Kirk because mm-hmm. I haven't heard from him. Um, that being said, I am still very much open to if I do, because based on the information that I have, he could absolutely still be yeah. not here you don't know yeah i don't know and i and i said on the patreon but like i wouldn't be surprised if i never hear from him because the magnitude of what he's dealing with has like completely eclipsed his memory of a stranger on bumble it would be totally understandable yeah right Now i just brought it up for just
0: you know continuity
1: continuity i appreciate continuity because
0: we we, you know the fans want to (laughs) know listen up guys If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast. Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come. Experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week.
1: It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyte.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets, and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area.
0: Yeah, so make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st, and if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and then Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows, start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either. Unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore. Or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come. As long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join.
1: Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you.
0: Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too.
1: Um. So yeah, those are the updates. And today we are doing part two of talking about dating theories. So first we have a little follow-up from last week. We talked about coffee dates and the theory that like you sh- you know quote unquote shouldn't accept coffee dates yeah a lot Post- of comments a lot of comments a lot of comments. A lot, a lot of, of opinions. opinions most people agreed with us i would say
0: yeah there's the there's comments. there's few that were like nope i only do dinner and blah 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 blah. and yeah, to those like, people i'm like i'm you? assuming you only meet people in real life but teach their own <laughs> you have the standard you. if you want it
1: yeah so i posted a poll in my story Asking people how they felt. So basically I said, how do you feel about coffee first dates? And the options were yay, nay, or don't care. And consistent with the comments, 54% of people said yay. Oh, all right. Was Only the next... 19% said nay and 26% didn't care. I was going to say, I'd assume that didn't care.
0: Decent, decently high mm-hmm. up.
1: Yeah. So like if you think about like, it's really 80-20 people that like are open to coffee dates versus people yeah. that are like, nah.
0: I know some of the good suggestions too uh, came from people that were like sober or just didn't like to drink a lot of
1: a dessert date. And I love a dessert date. Um, And I also posted another poll happened to today because I posted a reel, So I like post my AMA stories, you know, to my reels or whatever. And today I happened to have one scheduled that was about right person, wrong time. Mm. And you know how I feel about that. And so I asked people in the poll, do you believe in right person, wrong time? And then the answer being either I do or not me. What do you think? What do you think people thought?
0: Uh, I think this might be a 50-50 on this one. Because mm. all I think this all stems from personal experience of yeah. have you been in a scenario that you felt right person but wrong time? Like whether Completely. it was your wrong time or the other person's wrong time. But I yeah. feel like people that have
1: been in that scenario
0: are like, yes, of course. Just was the timing, yada, yada.
1: I also think it's semantics in, in a sense because – so I will tell, say the answer to the poll. 40% said that they did believe in right person, wrong time, and 60% said that they did not.
0: Oh, okay. Majority was no. All right.
1: Yeah. And I'm not into that phrase. But I think there are – so I noticed a couple patterns in the comments. One is exactly what you just said, that there were – I would say the majority of comments that a- were agreeing with it were doing so because they had an example of it mm-hmm. where they were like, Oh, I met my now husband five years ago and it was the wrong time then, but he was the right person. And so when we re-met, it was right. Okay. But my question there would be like, were you dating five years ago or you just, you just met them? They were in the examples. It sounds like they were dating. Okay. Yeah, I just I've just rarely seen it work or happen. Sorry that it same. I think comes it's the exception. It obviously, does, but like mm-hmm. I think it's definitely the exception. But the main reason that I'm not into that sort of mantra is because I think it like leaves you thinking about this like quote one that got away. Yeah, and that's like it leaves you like hung up on this person of like, oh, it was the right person, but the wrong time. It's like it was the wrong person. Just move forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've even had like just being hung up on someone that I didn't date for very long. And I've had friends that have, you know, been in long term relationships and they were like, no, there were things that were bothering you that they're like, you just were still in the like falling in love part that you didn't realize like long term. I think those would have been the reason it ended anyway. They're like, so you really saved yourself a lot of like, they're like, I already saw the reasons it was probably going to end, but ending in that like, you know, falling in love honeymoon period is always the hardest period a lot of times when things end because that's all you're wondering. It's just like, ah, like, but what would it have could have been? And they're like, but if you right. knew what it could have been and you got farther and deeper, they're like, you probably would have ended it. Yeah,
1: like you <laughs> haven't gotten to any of the hard shit yet. No, exactly. Exactly. That happened with me in ASV, like in between because we dated twice. And after mm-hmm. the first time that we broke up in between that breakup and when we got back together. I considered him the one that got away Oh, and like in a way that actually that experience has formed my opinion on this phrase now Mm. because I, I considered him the right person at the wrong time and I was not open emotionally to anyone else in that intervening time.
0: Interesting. I just, I've never, yeah, I've just, I've never had that. I've never been like, this was the one for me that
1: got away. So I'm like, Yeah, I thought he obviously wasn't like he was the wrong person. We did not end up together.
0: Yeah, I've had I've had almost like the reverse of this of I've dated people and we have both been like, oh, if we met when we were younger, this probably would have been like a two year thing.
1: Oh, interesting. Like we would
0: have dated longer. But now now that we're like in our full adulthood and like I'm actually like looking at people as like, oh, do I really see what myself with this person like marriage it's such a different lens than like when I was dating yeah. at 22. So I was like, That's oh, so 22 or I met you in college. I'm like, I probably would have dated you for years. <laughs> like, because there was nothing pressing me about marriage and stuff. Like that wasn't what I was thinking in my dates. It just was like, who do I like hanging out with? Who's fun? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I wasn't yeah. thinking like, do you want kids? Do you want this? So it's funny yeah, if I've had like, like almost the reverse of this saying where I was like, oh, honey, if we met at 19. Yeah we would have been this would have been a, <laughs> for a while you know kind of vibe but I would have wasted two years on you I know right alright so we're doing some more TikTok theories uh, here today some some popular popular it. things people have come across so the very first
1: one hit it Allie if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no what do we think mm.
0: I agree with this saying When the person is giving you vague answers that are not a yes, like someone being like, ah, this thing's really busy with this. I'll let you know. If you feel like you keep, you're the one that keeps asking to be like, Hey, when did you want to get together again? Or, Oh, want to go to this thing. And their answer isn't a definitive. Yes. I agree with the saying, or, you know, it's a no, like, Oh, I can't that night, but let's do something this night. Like, that's where i believe this thing
1: yeah and i'm totally with you on that i think i often see this applied on tiktok or whatever as like if you are not fuck yes all in right away Mm. then it's a no
0: yeah that i don't like me either because i feel like that's like spark chasing
1: exactly like that's that's like putting the bar for a person that you just met at this crazy high place that like might not even be healthy for some of us to like feel that strongly about somebody that you've just met.
0: Right. Or we've all been there where you're not saying a fuck yes to somebody, Mm. but you don't, but your answer isn't a no. Yeah. And And I think that's
1: okay to like allow a little space for things to grow, but that phrase doesn't allow that.
0: No, yeah, that's the that's the thing I don't like about it is being like, you should be so excited and so amped, and it should be, you know, 100 miles an hour right out the gate. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Like, I think, like, uh, getting married to someone should be a fuck yes, but that's like, I've been with you. Like, I know you. Like, yes, this should absolutely be a fuck yes. Like, I don't want the guy I'm marrying to be like, well, alright. Maybe. <laughs> you know? Maybe. It could grow. Yeah. So this is, this is one I'm not saying 100% true, not 100% false, but I don't like the pressure of the excitement. Of that's,
1: that's where I think I struggle with it. And, and because I more often see it applied in early dating about your feelings about someone than any anyway else. So like I mm-hmm. don't see it as often applied the way that you first explained it, where I totally agree with you.
0: Right, especially if you have not met this person yet and you're online. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Raise your hand if all your first dates from online, you're, you're saying fuck yes to nobody like no one nobody is and uh,
1: fr- quite frankly the profiles i come across where i do say fuck yes i almost never go out with those people right see problematic anyway
0: done <laughs> <laughs> adjudicated yeah that's one that uh, i mean most of these it depends on the scenario but yeah that well, one.
1: and that's i think the qualm i have with so many of these theories is that like I understand the need to grab attention on TikTok. Like, I understand a hook. I use them. Mm -hmm. But, like, a lot of times that leads to super black and white advice that just, like, doesn't leave any space for nuance or context. And, like, that's where we get into trouble.
0: No. I mean, my thing I always say to people is just if it wasn't clearly a yes, it's a no. Any vague answer is a no. That I agree with from, like, if you date men and you ask them a question, and they give you some vague bullshit, that means no. That's yeah. them not wanting to be mean and say no, but it means no. So yeah, I mean,
1: c- case in point, kind of your answer to King of Queens.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was like, it wasn't Ooh. like you were
1: right because you you could be fuck yes about going out with someone again without being like fuck yes about them as a as a whole person because mm-hmm. you know everything there is to know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. The next one I want to do, we did like lightly reference in Uh uh, the first episode, was the $100 bill theory.
1: Remind me what that one is again.
0: Okay. So basically the theory is um, if you had to work like, let's say, minimum wage job, you have to work hours and hours and hours to get $100, you are less likely to spend that money quickly as opposed to if you like won $100 in like a raffle or the lottery you're likely to spend it quickly because it has less value to you because you didn't have to like work and work and work to get it. Now this person then applied it to dating and was basically saying with men, if they feel like they have to work to get you, they are going to value you more as opposed to if you quote, hand yourself to them on a silver platter, or I guess they have you very, very quickly. So, What are your thoughts on this theory, Allie?
1: Uh, Okay. I simultaneously agree with the economic principle Mm -hmm. that that is true, (laughs) that, like, you are more likely to frivolously spend something that you just happened upon. Yeah, because it feels like extra. Yes, it feels like something you weren't counting on, Mm -hmm. that you, like, you probably have savings. It's, like, extra disposable income. Like, you're more likely to frivolously spend that money than you are, like, your hard-earned paycheck that took you a long time to build up and save—that's mm-hmm. true. And so, I don't think it's like categorically untrue. By the way, I don't think this is gendered. I think I know yeah, the yeah, person yeah. made a—I know the person made a video about men, but I think like this is more of a human thing. That like I do think it's true that you value something that you feel like you put effort into. Yes. Where I'm not happy with this theory is the implication, first of all, that if you're not, quote unquote, making someone work for it, that you're easy and just Mm -hmm. like handing yourself up on a silver platter. Yeah, it's an opposite extreme. Exactly. It's like there there could be things in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. I also don't like the idea that like, we should be doing things to artificially make somebody work hard for something. There's a, there's I a, you there's a phrase that I, that I've heard that I, that I also, I'm not a hundred percent aligned with, but I think it kind of makes this point, which is don't play hard to get, be hard to get.
0: Yes. Like not playing games with like texting back and like stuff like that. The little games. It's like, yeah, make the plan. Yeah,
1: Exactly. So like you can, you can be a person that requires effort because you have high standards and you have a busy fulfilled life outside of dating and you have a lot of friendships that you value and you're not just going to throw away because you now are dating someone. Mm-hmm. All of those things are like true authentic things about someone that makes it that like makes it so that somebody dating them has to put in more effort. Right? But not because you're playing games to make them work for it. I, I 100% agree with that. It took me a long time to get there, but that's where that's how, that's where I stand
0: on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing of like because I think of it just from my own perspective. It's I, I will want someone more when I feel like I have to work for it a little bit. Yeah, and and it's but it's not in the game playing work for it. It's just the like okay yeah like be available, work with a schedule. Like, like just someone that isn't just like all up in your grill, hitting you up all the time. Like, like it's like all of that way too quickly is usually such a turn off.
1: Yeah. Well, part of it is because it's like, do you not have anything else going on in your life except for me, this person that you didn't know existed a couple of days ago? Right. Exactly.
0: Like super, super available. Like, like I, like as if I never have plans with another person. And I'm like, I'm free every night this week. It's like, okay. All the
1: time. Whenever you want to go out, I'm available too.
0: Right. But let me ask this. I feel like a lot of people take this with women and they specifically make it about like sleeping with somebody. Mm. Of like, you shouldn't give that part. Like, that's the part they're like working for. I don't like that. Even more so than like all the other things of like texting them back or even like initiating conversation. I feel like a lot of times... When this stuff comes up in this way, it really means, like, hey, you sleep with this dude too quickly, you know, you're you're not going to be valued as much or he's not going to be into you as much because he didn't have to, like, wait and and work for it in a weird way.
1: Yeah, that part I really don't like Mm -hmm. because I really don't like the dynamic or narrative that sex is something that, like, women are gatekeeping and giving Mm -hmm. to men. Versus yeah. like a mutual decision that's great for everyone. Right. Or hopefully great for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't like that. While at the same time, I am somebody who prefers to wait. I don't always, but I prefer to wait because for me, it's better when I have established an emotional connection with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it upsets me more when something ends and I have established that emotional connection that happens with oxytocin bonding. Yeah, but like not because I think that like he's not going to value me if that happens, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've played this game a little in my head of when I am tempted to hook up with somebody. I'll ask myself like, am I cool with though if I hook up with this man and I do not ever hear from him again or will I want him to call me tomorrow? And it's like, if I'm like, oh, I would like him to call me tomorrow and see me again, then, I, then I'm like, well, this isn't someone that I can just hook up with and not care. Very but fair, fair. Right? But in terms of this theory, I will say I did have eggs benedict who I dated. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have sex, and he didn't yet. So he kind of like had me waiting in that department. Uh-huh. And I will say I did become more into him. But I do not think it was because he wasn't putting out yet. It was because I was getting to know him more and spending more time with him. There was more time. Right. So essentially upon sleeping with him for the first time, there's also a higher amount of benefit of the doubt if you don't feel you have like amazing sexual chemistry out the gate Mm. because I'm already emotionally invested and I like this person. And so like if we don't have this crazy, mind-blowing, great sex... It's not turning me off. I'm like, well, we'll work on it. More to come. Like <laughs> more to come. Uh, you know, like I'm not at all bothered because I was like, oh, like, I like you. So like yeah. I'm willing to be here and like, you know, be patient with certain things, especially like having herpes. I have to kind of be patient with partners sometimes of like them just getting comfortable. So like it's something like I'm not naturally a patient person, but like if I like you and I'm invested in that way, then I am. Like, I'm very patient with the people I, you know, love, essentially. Um, But yeah, it's like, I feel like whether I've waited or not waited, it's like, I've had the same results that it makes me be like, Mm. does it matter? Does it not matter? Same. You know, that I agree. It's like, there's many ways people can work for it. But I just, I hate when it's like, you know, all I want is the cookie. And if you give up the cookie, you know, like that shit, I'm like, okay, that's. Little archaic, you know. Fully archaic. I totally. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. So next one is the strawberry ice cream theory, and this theory basically is: strawberry ice cream is essentially quote a feminine thing. It's pink. It's not something you see a lot of men order at an ice cream shop, Uh, and so it's basically saying a man that eats strawberry ice cream in public, publicly loves strawberry ice cream, and. Also, like would confidently go to a counter and order it loudly and not try to shy, like, can I have that strawberry ice cream? You know, thing is very like secure in his masculinity and you know, doesn't it all fray from that. <laughs> I guess. This reminds me of Matchmaker Maria's Stanley Tushi theory. It's very it's like similar to that a little yeah. bit. But it's like, I guess, a more feminine esque thing. But they're like a lot of times the little things in this theory, they're like think are, you know signals to the big thing or this is almost something i could i think of like i feel like it's not a thing anymore but i remember growing up like if a man wore a pink shirt people would be like a pink shirt like it's like okay everybody
1: i dated a guy a while ago he doesn't even have a nickname because like it wasn't like a serious thing but i distinctly remember we went on a date to this like tiki bar kind of theme cocktail bar and he ordered a like I don't remember what it was but it was some like really fruity drink and it came in this like really frilly cup with all of this these garnishes you know the type of drink I'm talking yep. about and I ordered something that was very simple neither of us knew what we were ordering right like we or we saw the ingredients but like neither of us knew what the glasses were going to come in as oh yeah and when the server brought it over to us they he, they um just sort of intrinsically handed me the like crazy frilly one and mm-hmm. him the like very simple one and he I, I will never forget how confidently he was like that's not her drink she didn't order the cold drink i ordered the cold drink <laughs> okay and the and the server was like oh like i didn't like he said something about like a girly drink yep and he was like it's not a girly drink it's a fun drink and she didn't get it so don't give it to her <laughs> Mm-hmm. oh i love that and i just i just remember being like i'm probably not even like retelling it exactly how it happened but I just remember being so turned on mm-hmm. by the fact that he was like I'm like leaning close to the camera because I'm so excited by this story like I just remember being so turned on by the fact that he was just like so confidently a owning that drink but b actively saying to the other man like that's not a girly drink it's just a fun drink and I ordered it and like who the fuck cares yep no i love it, it was very hot
0: yeah i think there's ma- many things you could like equate to this strawberry ice cream theory um another one would be like music like mm. that that like men admit like they're like listen i love i don't know megan trainer is a very like yeah poppy you know upbeat kind of girly quote-unquote thing but yeah it's I've picked up on cues from men that both were like very secure in their masculinity with those things, but also very insecure in their masculinity in those things. And it's like, dude,
1: come on. And I think like, they think they have to like virtue signal. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm a man because I, you know, I'm going to like all these reasons. Like that's not what makes anybody, anybody.
0: Right. Yeah. It's even like, Oh God, I've never had a man say this, but I've like heard friends of like, a man that like won't you know order a salad at dinner because it's like that's a that's a
1: girl thing to order and eat. I'd be like, oh, so shut stupid. up, dude! I'm like, it's a girl, oh, it's a girl thing to enjoy vegetables.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a girl thing to care about your health and want to be healthier. You know. Anyway, well, that's our episode for today, everybody. So, if you have any more theories fun you part want to do, yeah, fun part two. If you want to submit any more theories, you could find us at findingmrheight slash podcast. Uh, or any episode suggestions uh, at all? Any guests? Any any topics? We're we're open. Yeah, and we it.
1: do. I do want to note we mentioned this in the Discord already, so they know. But we had posted um, a question box asking for submissions for an episode about polyamory and non monogamy. We had a little bit of a schedule shift around, but we are still doing that episode. So if you didn't see that question box in our stories, feel free to submit your question at findingmrhigh slash podcast.
0: Yes, please do. My my friend Rachel's coming on she's great she's also a licensed therapist i'd love talking to her about this stuff it's it's very fascinating even for someone that is not a polyamorous person uh i just love talking to her so it's gonna be a great episode yeah i'm pumped about it yeah anyway thank you all for listening bye we'll talk to you next week bye